Hello, and welcome to Tales and Trials of Research, a podcast from the Undergraduate Research Initiative at the University of Saskatchewan. My name is Merle Massey. I'm the coordinator for undergraduate research, and with me I have... I'm Brooke Clybor. I'm a student assistant at the Undergraduate Research Initiative, um, and we are also here with Vedahi Lanky. Uh, so, Vedahi, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, thanks for having me. My name is Vedahi, and I'm a third-year bioinformatics student, and I'm super excited to be here. We're excited to have you. Vedahi, I first met you this past summer when I launched the Student Undergraduate Research Experience Program, the SURE program at the University of Saskatchewan, and you were one of the students involved with that. But then at the end of summer, you came to me with a great idea, and I'd love for you to tell everyone about it. Well, it's great because we worked on it together. But essentially, by the end of this, the end of this summer has marked the end of many research internships and uh, experiences that I've had and throughout them all. But also being a science student, I've realized that we lack spaces to discuss the human elements that come along with science and research. So what does representation look like in STEM for women or people of color or people with different abilities? Um, how do we define scientists in society? How do we communicate science in an accessible, understandable manner for everyone. These are uh, elements of like human elements of science that are real, that impact the lives of scientists and researchers and students in these fields every day, but we don't have the spaces to talk about them. So we lack that exploration. And by that way, as a society, we come away thinking of science only as a body of facts rather than a process of investigating and updating our knowledge about the world. And so looking at Shore and how it was amazingly able to connect all these different undergraduate researchers, um, I realized I really wanted to create a space on campus to discuss the issues that lie at the intersection of science, research, and society. And I'm so proud of the space that Meryl and I and the Undergraduate Research Initiative had been able to create in this first semester where students of all walks of majors and research backgrounds come together to discuss what does science mean uh, in society? What does research mean in society? And how do we increase diversity and representation and communication? And I'm so excited to explore those issues in semester two as well. It's fantastic. The Science Research and Society Club, it meets on Fridays, usually at noon. Uh, there's generally either a guest speaker or we have a theme of the day uh, that's very informal. They're not recorded. It's a fantastic open event uh, that uh, fits into everyone's day quite well, depending, of course, on your classes. But for the most part, the participation has been excellent. Vedahi, what have you seen uh, over over the course of, of this past semester in terms of who were some of your favorite speakers and, and what were some of the ideas that came up for you? Okay, so every Friday at noon is my favorite time of the week. When I plan my week, that is the highlight because it's so amazing that we can have a space that, as you mentioned, is informal. It's just students showing up as we are in our bedrooms, wherever we're learning from, and just sharing our thoughts about science and research and how it connects to the world every Friday. So by far, my most favorite time of the week. And I would say that what makes Science Research and Society Club so special 
special is the connection that we have. Um, every student that comes there brings their thoughts and their energy and their ideas. And it's through those conversations that we can all learn something, um, whether that be about like a specific science concept or how someone views a public health guideline and how it's being communicated. I think that ability to learn from other students and to have that shared space to learn from our experiences is so powerful. And it's been by far the, my most favorite part about this club. And in terms of favorite speaker, they've all been so phenomenal. It's, they've just been wonderful. But my, uh, I think a key a favorite of mine would have had to been our uh, International Day of Girl um, special with Dr. Kimberly uh, McKay and Brooke Collar from the um, USASC um, Undergraduate Journal. And they came to share their experiences about how to foster equality in STEM. And they have such immense research and journal backgrounds. And they were able to share their experiences so honestly. And, and they provided this space to have these vulnerable conversations. And we really got down to the question of what does it mean to belong in STEM? And I think we've all questioned whether we belong in some field or not. But to have women who have um, really dealt with that question and been able to answer in some capacity, share their experiences was so incredibly powerful. And I think a uh, second favorite of mine, very closely behind that would have been our last podcast before the semester ended, where we had this spontaneous conversation about how uh, online education had been. And sometimes online education can make you feel very isolated. You feel like you're in a room uh, charting a course by yourself and some that can take away from the experience especially when you think of like courses that require you to use critical thinking skills like our science and social studies courses and having that conversation about how we can make online education better. Um, while it was full of all the problems with online education, it was very hopeful because it reminded me that we're not alone in this journey um, and that we have so much more that we can improve, but that we're willing to do it. So many powerful conversations. It was. It was it was quite a fascinating fall. What do you what do you think about? So, of course, given our pandemic and, and the mm -hmm. restrictions and no one being allowed on campus, we, we had <laughs> to start this. The Science Research and Society Club is, is completely an online space. What mm -hmm. do you think it will look like going forward, uh, moving potentially into a physical space? Yes. So. I think a space this pandemic has forced us, or rather than forced, I would say encouraged us to think of space uh, in many different ways. And while physical space is very powerful to be in the same room, I think what has been so amazing about this club is that online space has proved to be just as powerful and meaningful in another way, especially when we have limited modes of connection. So what I cherish about the online space is accessibility, is that anyone from anywhere um, in the world, yes, we do have people who tune in that are from outside of Saskatchewan and Canada can join in at any time uh, of in, in, in any day and that physical space isn't a limitation. So I'd like to keep that accessibility going. But moving forward into a physical space, um, I think it would be amazing to gather again once a week, uh, bring a lunch and bring yourself and continue these conversations. And perhaps it could also morph into some field trip type activities. Um, and I think it would be interesting to everyone that comes to the club brings a different field of interest. So it'd be so interesting to visit the places that this science and research takes place and to learn in that physical environment from, from the experts in the room. So um, I cherish the online environment, uh, but I'm also looking forward to it, the physical space.
I have to I have to agree that the online environment has been we one of the students who's come regularly to the Science Research and Society Friday noon lunch and learns has come to us from India. And and, and it's an important uh, part of her week as well. And, and I don't I don't think she missed one. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so so being I agree that that the, the online environment has really opened up our eyes and our ears and and our minds to to think about space a little bit differently uh, and to recognize that that accessibility means many different things and uh, and yeah and to open up that international space it's been phenomenal what about uh speakers and ideas and thoughts going forward where are we going Great question. We have a document in which we keep adding to almost every week because really the intersection of science, research and society is so vast. It's so deep. There's so many topics that relate to that. So um, I think going forward, I would really like to uh, explore how we can communicate science in an understandable manner. So we spent a fair bit of time this semester discussing uh, COVID-19 and the coronavirus situation and how our individual science backgrounds inform us about the situation. But we also came to a realization that the understanding we have, not everyone else has or has access to those resources. So moving forward, uh, we discussed how we can make public health guidelines easily accessible. So through things like memes, it sounds a bit weird to think of health guidelines and memes in one sentence, but if that's a way to reach a new audience, then it's an avenue we have to explore. So I think uh, exploring how we can communicate our science and our science understanding in a manner that's accessible to all people is is a topic uh, I'm really interested in investigating. We have some uh, interesting uh, potential speakers lined up for talks on GMOs and misunderstandings when it comes to different science fields. I know I have done research uh, this past summer and now in deep learning and artificial intelligence, and there's many different misconceptions that come along with just those words. So investigating and having conversations about that and then um, continuing our conversation on how we foster uh, diversity in STEM. Um, there's a really, this has been a time problem this has been a problem that's been there for so long, but that we view scientists and researchers very narrowly. We think of them even today as people in lab coats that look a certain way, that talk a certain way, that that study a certain field. But I really think that all of us can be scientists and researchers, regardless of what we study, if we have that ability to question the world and we're curious about the world, which I think we all have. So tackling those issues, um, it's going to be what semester two is going to be about. That sounds really amazing. Brooke, do you have any questions for Vedahi? I do. So this is actually a question that came in um, when we did a question and answer uh, session on our Instagram. So we'd like previously posted about the SRS club and mm -hmm. uh, when the meetings are and everything. So one student, uh, she is getting a fine arts degree. And so she was wondering um, if one of the topics that we would consider doing with this club in the future, because she'd really be interested in it, is how a field such as studying art and creating art could also be perceived as research and how um, that could be incorporated uh, into the science research and society focus. And so I thought that was really interesting because, you know, you don't really think of somebody who's, uh, you know, working on sculptures and painting. And I think her specialty was in marble carving. And you don't really think of that as like something that could maybe be considered a research project. Um, so do you personally believe that we could um, consider fine art and creating it as a research topic? 
Of course. I love that question because it draws back to how Meryl and I uh, named the club. We thought a lot about this because we had this idea, but we're like, we have to name this idea. And so we thought of all these different like variations of what we could call the club. And we eventually came upon science, research and society because research um it's really a process. It's not um, isolated or only exclusive to a certain field. And there are so many different types of science. There are so many different types of, as you mentioned, arts and social studies that employ the process of asking questions, having a hypothesis, investigating, um, reaching a conclusion, and then starting the process over again. It's really circular and it applies to every facet of life. So yes, I welcome this student. Uh, come share your experiences and your background and that's what's so fascinating. Um, the topics that you just mentioned, um, not everyone has a background in marble or fine art. And what's so cool about this club is we can all come together and we can share what we are experts at, what we're learning in. And that way um, we get to learn something new about the world around us in different ways. So you are most welcome to the club and to anyone else that's pursuing arts or uh, a non-science related field, um, you are most welcome in this club. Also, um, this is not for this club is not only a space for those that are pursuing research right now, but those that are interested in research. And um, it's very, very welcome. So come as you are. One of the things about undergraduate research is that it's research, it's research artist and artistic work. And so it, I, um, it, I agree that that thinking about art and artistic work uh, through the lens of research. And yet we do it all the time. If you're taking an art history class, if you're taking any kind of a sculpture class, you're thinking about what came before and where you want to go. And that's all research is the same thing. You you do your, your literature search, your review, you kind of see where the field is at right now. You find its holes, you find its openings, you find its places where you can take something further. And it doesn't matter if you're in a wet lab or if you're uh, uh, painting or if you're doing uh, sculpture or art you find the spaces that have not yet been explored and you go explore them. And that is research. Can I add something else? It's also, I'm very much an interdisciplinary thinker. It's why I chose bioinformatics, because I think in in spaces that involve so many different fields of science, but also show social sciences. And um, a topic I've been working on in research um, so far this year has been deep learning. And it's inspired by, um, there's elements of it that have been inspired by neuroscience that have crossed into computer science. So it is so valuable to have people from different fields uh, come together in a space because you never know where you might get inspired inspiration for a question that you're investigating in your own field or where knowledge or a framework of thinking can apply somewhere else. Brooke, did anything else come through the Instagram? Um, we had one question. Let me just see here. Um, about so uh, focusing around the talk that Dr. Aaron Prosser Luce did uh, with equity, diversion and inclusion uh, with research on campus. Um, one of the things that came up was, are there any ideas to get a better uh, and more diverse representation in STEM fields um, with that have come up in discussions or talks within the club. Um, people are just looking for uh, new ideas and innovations about how we can get more of those uh, visible minority groups, um, all of those kinds of representations um, into research on campus. And so I guess her question is specifically, um, was there anything specific, any ideas anybody in the club had to do this? Um, any initiatives that the campus is going to be taking on to undertake this? 
One of the things that I would recommend that that has come through and certainly Erin talked about it on in her uh, uh, Friday Lunch and Learn with us is that she she sends out every Friday morning. She sends out an email to and people can sign up for the email across campus. And it's all about equity, diversity and inclusion. And it sort of uh, creates a snapshot of the week, either what's happened this week or what's coming up the next week that people can do and be active in or to learn. And you can kind of pick and choose. There's, you know, there's always a podcast. There's always a, a few news stories and various other things and people can kind of pick and choose what what fits their their particular situation that week and just add to their own learning because of course that's where all learning comes from is what we choose to give ourselves and that learning is always a bit of a process but it's also a present to ourselves mm-hmm. i would also add on to that um one of the big reasons why i approached meryl um with the science research and society club was that being a woman of color um and there's so many different parts of my identity um that that fall into this question, that these are issues that you don't have a choice whether to deal with them or not. You deal with them because of who you are. And so you often find that the spaces to explore or ask or even question these issues, they don't exist or they're very hidden and they don't exist enough. And so we've been so lucky this semester to have speakers come in and share their experiences with diversity and equity and how to foster it. And we've just been having the most wonderful conversations about how to do that, but also what the current state looks like. And so I would say that the first thing um, that needs to happen is to have these courageous conversations and to have courageous conversations, you need to have the safe space to have them. Uh, and uh, without those conversations, we don't actually get the space to discuss ideas or collaborate. So um I'm so happy that we have started a space, one of the spaces on campus that we can discuss what equity, diversity and inclusion means, because these are real questions. And um, without answering them, we leave out whole groups of students and scientists and researchers who have real experience uh, with them. I think one of the more interesting, what I absolutely agree, Veda Hain. Thank you so much for sharing that. But I do, I do want to just kind of think about, all right, here we are in the middle of a pandemic where we have, you know, people showing up in Regina and Saskatoon and having, you know, anti-masker rallies and so on and so forth. So that, that specific connection between science and research and society is, is more glaringly obvious than ever. And, yes. and I think that, that I just want to say thank you to Veda Hain for, for coming to me with this great idea and, and for, and for uh, spearheading its launch and to uh, continuing it as it continues to grow. Yeah, I want to say that I think student-led spaces are some of the most powerful spaces that can exist. There is something so amazing about the connection that students can develop. It's like, in my mind, I think of it like a web and that you grow stronger and stronger and more powerful. And I think I just, from the bottom of my heart, I want to thank Meryl for putting in all her time and her effort and her energy into this. Uh, It's one thing to have an idea, but it's a completely other thing to have someone champion and support it the way Meryl has with this club and to encourage student-led spaces. It's really gratifying to know that there are leaders on campus that want to have these spaces that exist. And I think um, any positive change that comes out of it has been a team effort. So I'm so I'm so glad and happy that this space exists. And I'm excited for what's to come. I'm excited for what's to come too. Vedahi, thank you for joining us today. Great. Thanks for having me.